0: the family here on Purple Mafia, I am your host Pal Dino Joey or Joey Aujan. Purple Mafia is available on the SportStuff iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Great to be back on board once again to talk about the Minnesota Vikings. We're after the uh, we're following up the the uh, the the third game of the preseason, as Dennis Green would say. That's why I kind of wrote that on the Facebook page. Some of you might be wondering why I did quotes around the third game of the preseason because it's always the most important one, right? Well. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It is, and I wonder why. It was an entertaining game for the most part. It's the first game ever to be played in U.S. Bank Stadium. And even better, well, I was kind of supposed to be there at one point, but long story, I didn't wind up going. Uh, it just is what it is. Uh, it's not like I, it's not like I hated the idea of going to the game, but it's just you know it's one of those things where schedules, uh, let's just say not schedules, but circumstances didn't allow it. That type of thing. So, again, thank you very much, Sebastian, for everything there. And I hope you did enjoy yourself very much with your friend at the game. Um, also, I'll we'll give him a quick shout-out very early. Purple Press Box is the uh, the uh, podcast that Sebastian Balls does with his buddy Reggie. Uh, Reggie had his first co-host job on the show just recently. Drew Bunting, the uh, executive producer of that show they go on Spreaker which is available on all mobile devices out there to be honest it's on both Apple and Android so there you go uh, gosh look at me shouting out right out of the get go but i mean i couldn't help but mention that i was about that i probably was going to go to the game today it just ended up not happening um long story if you're so curious ask sebastian about it i shouldn't say it on air <laughs> sebastian knows why so <laughs> and it, it you know just things happen so it it is what it is um yeah, the Vikings in the preseason, they, you know, they're, they're 3-0. and That's good. Uh, luckily, we haven't had any major injuries, but we've had some injuries. We've had some controversies. We've had some bouncing around, some obnoxious stuff. Also, just again, going to mention what I mentioned on the last show. There is a fan in the background. It's hot in here again. Of course, right when it starts to warm up again, right when I'm going to record finally, uh, the you know, it's, it, it gets hot again. So it's just kind of one of those things we're going to have to deal with for the time being, unfortunately. Um But also the reasons I haven't been on the show. The schedule's been real tough and such. And I don't know. And some of those pre... The first two preseason games, there wasn't a whole lot of exciting things to talk about, to be quite honest. There's always news of the Vikings, though you could probably do a five-hour show once a week almost with the Vikings, just because fans are interested in everything from, you know, Mike Zimmer not wanting to tell the press anything, which, of course, the media in this town got all butthurt about. And what Adrian Peterson had for breakfast, what, uh... What uh, XM Jr. had for breakfast. I mean, that's great. That's fascinating stuff. Um, I'm not interested in that. Maybe you are. I'd probably feign interest listening to it, but it's nice to be on board right now. Uh, Doggone it. You know, I really wanted to wait until there were some cuts. That's the one thing, but I really had to get this out. That's the deal. It's really difficult for me to record on weeknights uh, at this stage, but things can change uh, at any time, but I'm just saying it's hard for me to record on weeknights right now, so that's a thing. So again, apologize if I'm bouncing back and forth with uh, some kind of nonsense there. Just giving you a little heads up for those of you that have been loyal listeners to the show for a long time, my god, This is going to be the. <laughs> Can someone give me my cane? This is going to be my ninth season covering this this team uh, on Purple Mafia. It's just unbelievable. Or is it the 8th? eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Yeah, 9th season. Yeah, it's just, I know I had to do that on air, but it's just crazy. 9th season already. Uh, by the time it's over, I'll be a 9 year veteran uh, of Purple Mafia. That's freaking weird. Freaking weird. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure bringing you this show. There's been ups, there's been downs, there's been trolls on the iTunes. Yeah, uh, but that was in the past, mostly. Most of it's in the past, but, I don't know, there's always trolls everywhere, and as they say, haters gonna hate, like all of us out there that want to hate on the Vikings at times, and love the Vikings at times. Uh, It's been a fun preseason, actually quite similar to the other years, I would have to say, since Zimmer's taken over. Just kind of the gritty, not the most exciting thing ever, but wins. I mean, they're wins, and the other teams, very often, unable to do anything, for the most part. Though San Diego did have some impressive drives today. Uh... I'm not going to say a whole lot about the previous two games. I don't think you really want me to review two pre-se- three preseason games on the show, but like two before I even talk about this one. Which, again, I'm not going to overly review the game itself. Just analyze this and that. Signs of uh, things to come. You know, that type of deal. Um, but it was intriguing. I mean, it was... Intriguing. It was encouraging to see Teddy Bridgewater throw deep against the, uh, in the, you know, to throw deep in the first game of the preseason. Ultimately, that was <laughs> that was exciting to see. Yet again, it was against backups, and as Sebastian was saying on his show as well. And uh, yeah, I mean, I agree. Um, maybe I'm a little more optimistic about Teddy than Sebastian or some others out there, but I'm not as optimistic as some of the utter Kool-Aid drinkers out there either. Like those people can drive anybody insane. To be quite honest. Some people, they just they just can't handle the thought that maybe your team isn't as good as you think they are. Um, do I think the Vikings are going to win the Super Bowl this year? You know, can I really come on the air and say that right now? No. I, 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 I can't really do that. I, I don't think that's a good idea, yeah, honestly. Um, Cincinnati defense, I mean, it was nice to see the, that Teddy Bridgewater throw the deep pass against them. Seattle, of course, you didn't even see Teddy against... Uh, the Seattle Seahawks at all, but the Vikings' defense has been pretty damn good the entire preseason. That's the encouraging part. I mean, if the Vikings win the Super Bowl, the main reason would be because of the defense, but also the encouraging signs of Teddy Bridgewater, being able to throw a little more deep passes, that's a good sign. Um, You know, there was a stat graphic uh, on the air today against the San Diego Chargers, talking about Teddy Bridgewater last season and pretty much over his career, obviously. Uh, Only 14% of his completions have been 30 yards or more. Um, that's not much. Uh, 13% uh, att- attempt, uh, completion percentage in that. I mean, that's that's tough. That's a tough situation up, up to now. But you're seeing encouraging signs. You're seeing sharp play out of him. That's what's got me feeling pretty good about Teddy coming into the season. Of course, the last two years, he's barely attempted a pass during the whole damn season. I mean, he had the least pass attempts for a starting quarterback in the NFL last year. So, again, you're not going to get big numbers when you're not throwing the ball a whole lot. So, it's just kind of give and take with Teddy Bridgewater at this stage. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, man, how can you not like Jarek McKinnon? And those people out there, now I'm not really calling anybody out on this because yeah, A, you have a right to your opinion first and foremost, but at the same time, I mean, you can't just come out and say that, wow, oh my God, Jarek McKinnon, he's the he's the running back of the future, blah, 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 uh, you know, right out of the get-go when he, when he first started in his first season. But a lot of people were saying he's more of a specialist kind of guy, kind of too small, this and that. And most, he'll be like a third down running back. But, you know, Jared McKinnon has a shot to be the running back of the future for this team. I mean, he is just absolutely fantastic. I mean, when he's whenever he's given an opportunity <laughs> to, to, to get the ball, obviously to run the ball, receive passes, whenever he, he's given the opportunity to play out there, he delivers, and he's done it since his rookie year. You, had, you saw it in his rookie year when he filled in. I mean, it's like, this guy is pretty damn good. And then you had Matt Asiata helping out with the short yards, the power game. That I'll give you, if, if you need one, I'll give you three. If you need five, I'll still give you three. That was, that's basically the other like the other number 44, <laughs> Leroy Horde, in the past. That's basically what Matt Asiata is. And then McKinnon, though, I mean, the old Thunder and Lightning thing, he's, he's a pretty good Lightning out there. He's pretty nice and quick, the ability. And also, what does Adrian Peterson never really been able to do other than the first touchdown of his career, <laughs> where he was able to catch and scamper for, was it, 60 yards? for a uh, pay dart. It's his first game ever as a Viking long ago in, in 2007, back in my YouTube days. Uh, Adrian Peterson really has never been good at, at receiving the ball. I mean, and last year you finally saw him doing it, and the next thing you know he's fumbling the ball back to Seattle. And it's just like, well, there you go again. You know, I mean, that's the only thing you really could come out and say about Adrian Peterson at this stage. Uh, more one dimensional. Obviously, a great running back. One of the best ever. I, I get all that. And, of course, if he gets a few more yards, he'll go from, what was he like 18th overall to the next thing you know, he'll be 10th overall to 5th to overall. Well, maybe 7th. 5th overall might be a little bit of a steep climb yeah, too quickly. But just saying, you know, <laughs> it doesn't take a whole lot to go from like the, eight, the 18 range up, up into the single digits because it. Uh, a lot of guys around this stage of his career retired. So if he's able to hang on and keep packing on some more yards, well, there you go. There you go. <laughs> but no, a lot of encouraging signs on the Vikings offense today against the San Diego Chargers. I mean, Stephon Diggs and, and um, Teddy Bridgewater. Just, I mean, it's a nice chemistry. They rely, I mean, Teddy really relies on Stephon Diggs and, and Diggs. Delivers. I mean, he does a good job. For forgive me if I'm using the same words over and over again, but that's radio for you. Uh, but yeah, Diggs delivers. <laughs> he gets the job done. He makes the catches that are thrown his way, and Bridgewater makes catchable throws. Good combination. Nothing utterly spectacular, but it's good football, and it's nice to see. Uh, Rudolph missed a pass earlier today in the game, but overall, it was it was just out of his reach anyway. I mean, you can't really blame him for that. Just, uh, it was just one of those deals where there were, it just wasn't a completion. Not a, com- not a completable pass from Teddy, but very few uh, incomplete passes from Teddy Bridgewater in the preseason. Yes, he might be playing it back up at times, but in this game, you, the Vikings played against the starters for the most part, the starters against the starters for the most part in that first half. Again, you're trying not to get people hurt, but yeah, I mean, you can never guarantee that. <laughs> Kyle Rudolph, very strong, though. Very happy to see him continuing to be a valuable tight end for the Vikings for many years to come. Jarius Wright, hopefully, and pray to God, this isn't his last game. Uh, He did get one catch for 26 yards. It was a beauty. It was a beauty indeed, kind of a deep pass. (laughs) He made a 26-yard reception. Johnson made made two catches for 25 yards in the game. Um, a stale pass from Teddy Bridgewater just was a little out of his reach, unfortunately, and the coverage was pretty good. Johnson just could not break loose in that, in that right corner of the end zone, at least my right, according to the television, that type of deal, but uh, just could not get the, uh, could not complete that play. It would have been nice to see Charles Johnson, Jarius Wright, uh, Stefan Diggs, Adam Thielen, Oh, my gosh, yeah, Cordero Patterson. Oh, by the way, Laquan Treadwell. Yeah, Omegaquan, which I agree with Sebastian on that, too. I'll get back to that in a second. And then you even have Morris Bullringer. That's seven wide receivers. Someone's not going to be playing on Sundays. Someone's probably not going to be wearing purple anymore. And, you know, it it is what it is. It it really is. Um, And it kind of sucks that you have a hard time cutting Cordero, Cordero Patterson because he's such a damn good kick returner. But is that all he's good for or is he actually gonna be a receiver? He actually has caught a few passes in the preseason, but still, can you really count on him long term? Can you really count on him? Or is he just what he is? Just a just just a mental gadget and he's never gonna live up to the hype. Of course, that were the knocks at him coming into the draft in 2013. then he had that big year for the most part when, he, when, when, when the Vikings offense, actually when the Vikings uh, coaches that season, actually gave the rookies the ball once in a while, put the Vikings, put the rookies in the game, which was a huge problem in 2012 as OL was Jerry right. But um, yeah, I mean, just one good rookie year, and ever since, just pretty much uh, you can't find him with a searchlight. Other than on kick returns again, he's great at that, but is that if that's all he's good for, are you willing to make a move can you, you make a move on him, put Jerry's right back a kickoff returner like he was in the past, maybe put somebody else there as well i mean who who knows that type of thing it, I mean Jerry's right was a kick returner in the past he's he's done it before, so I mean he can still do it again. It all kind of depends on who the vikings want to keep. Sorry if you're hearing some noise in the background that's my bad there um But it is a massive logjam at the wide receiver position. Is Morris Bullringer just a feel-good pick? Is that all he was? And the Vikings are going to end up cutting him or putting him on the practice squad? He'll probably wind up on the practice squad, unfortunately. It just is what it is. But again, it would be a huge shame to see Jarius Wright go. I've always been a giant fan of his. Um, If I had a choice between keeping Jarius Wright or Charles Johnson, I'm keeping Wright, guys. I, I know a lot of people like Charles Johnson. I think he's inconsistent. Uh he had some nice moments in twenty fourteen. But I don't know. I, I like Jarius Wright's body of work more than Charles Johnson. I think he has a I think he's a ten plus year wide receiver in the in in the NFL. I, I really do. Johnson, I don't think so. I think he's maybe good for four, maybe five years in the NFL and that's it. And that's just that that's it. I could be wrong, but I don't know. I mean I I just don't think he's in a I I just don't see him mentally being the player that Jarius Wright is in in this league. The only I'm um, the one knocking Jarius Wright again is he's kind of in and out health wise, which can also hurt his chances. Um, he's he's been out in and out at, at times during his career, so it's all kind of it's all take the good with the bad with these guys. I mean, the one thing again with all these receivers, with maybe and I mean maybe the exception of Stefan Diggs, you have a glut of depth with receivers, which is nice, but you don't have necessarily that one superstar. Is is Treadwell going to be that guy? Hard to say at this point. He doesn't really get a whole lot of separation. That's a big knock on him coming out of the draft, and it's, well, it's still there. It's still there. Stefan Diggs is, to this point, the number one wide receiver on the Minnesota Vikings. He's the closest thing to being a star. Hopefully he becomes that. Uh, It's nice to see there is chemistry between him and Teddy Bridgewater, like I mentioned before. That is a very encouraging sign. So maybe, maybe if, when you get more passes from Teddy Bridgewater, more pass attempts from, from Teddy, you're going to see, well, more completions, more receptions for Stefan Diggs, and you're going to see the 1,000-yard season out of him. I, I kind of think it'll happen, but we'll see. Um, we'll see just how good Stefan Diggs truly is. This is his chance to shine and be that number one guy. Fredwell won't be that guy this year. Long term, well, you took him in the first round, you're hoping he'll be something in this league with the 23rd overall pick. We'll see. I do think he will be a valuable guy. I do think Treadwell will get touchdowns and he'll make those big first downs. He'll be kind of like a large uh, um, uh, Anquan Bolden type, which I really like. But we'll just, we'll just have to wait and see right now. It's just, I mean, I'm bouncing all over the place. Kind of excited to get behind the mic again. Please bear with me. Uh, Sebastian also had a pretty good... Uh, Comment with his with his buddy Reggie on on the show. I mentioned Sebastian a lot. Hopefully, I'm not driving him crazy. Hopefully, I'm not driving the listeners even more crazy by just kind of going back and forth at this. But uh, he made a statement that I that I like. Uh, he said, "Can we please stop with the bleeping nicknames?" The guy hasn't even played an NFL snap yet, you know, in the regular season, like Quan and all this stuff. You know, I agree with all these guys. I I, I don't like giving guys nicknames before they've even had one snap. It's kind of silly. Um, sometimes it's fun when you can just come up with something because with the way the guy plays like I called Malik Seeley on the Timberwolves I called him Silk just watching him play one time in a preseason game I mean that guy's name is Silk because he was so silky smooth see a nickname like that isn't too bad but when you're just kind of going ape crap with them and trying to make them sound real really cool and like a big star like Megaquan, like we're talking Megatron really are you sure about Megatron right now I don't see Megatron right now. <laughs> so that type of thing. I, I can definitely understand the frustration coming out of that one. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh boy. CJ ham has been a nice cute little find for the Vikings offensively as well. I've been kinda of sticking on the offense if you hadn't noticed. It's like you might as well attempt to stay, uh attempt to stay somewhat organized here. Um but yeah, CJ Ham's been a nice little nice little story. The odds of him making the team are I, I think extremely slim. But practice squad, sure. Uh, of course, out of Duluth, Minnesota, he's a nice, he's CJ Ham. I mean, Ham is a perfect name for him. He's a, he's, a, he's a ham of a running back. You know, he hammers his way through and he's kind of a short, kind of stocky guy with, with, with a bit of power. So I like him for short yardage situations. Uh, he's a practice squad guy at this stage, I think. Maybe he'll be better than Matt Asiata someday, but not today. That type of deal. That type of deal. Uh, is there anywhere else to go with the offense at this stage? Uh, there always is, right? There's always something. There is always something. Would be nice to see Bo Ringer, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be nice to see him? Uh, Michael Pruitt had what looked like a really nice play, fumbled the ball away. And then Cordero Patterson. Okay, good. Thank you for being alert and on the spot to make the touchdown play, <laughs> recover the touchdown in the end zone. That was nice, but it was a shame to see Pruitt fumble, though. Um, that was one thing about that. It doesn't help, but Michael Pruitt, I'm sure he's not going to get cut or anything. David Morgan is that sixth-round tight end. That's been pretty solid for the Vikings, uh, mostly in blocking, but he can catch the ball, too. He's not bad out there. Will the Vikings keep three, three tight ends? Is David Morgan off to the practice squad? It's all wait and see with that one. It all kind of depends on what you want. Uh, I wouldn't be too upset about keeping David Morgan, but Michael Pruitt is most likely going to be that second tight end though for the Vikings. That'd be flat shocking. And we all know who number one is. That's Rudolph the the headed tight end. Yeah, <laughs> there, there, there. There's a nickname right there. Oops. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know the defense has been pretty damn good, hasn't it? It's been pretty good. Uh, a few gaffes here and there, including in the game today. There are some gaffes, but you know what? Teams are going to score points. I mean, are you really that surprised that San Diego scored 10 points? I mean, oh, darn. We suck. San Diego gave a, San Diego scored 10 points against the Vikings. What the hell is that? No, no. But it's like, sure, you're going to have a gaff here and there. But then next thing you know, they're not scoring anymore. That's it. And that's Zimmer's defense. Just smothering. Anytime it looks like the, the Chargers or Seattle or somebody else looks like they're going to make some type of move. They just get snuffed out, and it's all over. It's it's, it's all over. Uh, Mackenzie Alexander, a young man. <laughs> should I just talk about him right away? Should I? Should I talk about Mackenzie Alexander right away? I think I. am <laughs> so happy with him. I mean, I'm I'm so pleased with Mackenzie Alexander. I mean, remember. Back before the draft, I did that pre... I guess it was State of the Vikings, or no, free agency show. Free agency show was 100... It was mostly free agency, and then some little bit of draft talk, and McKenzie Alexander's name came up. And I was like, you know, he wouldn't be a bad fit for this team. Uh, I really liked Eli Apple, but that might be reaching a little bit for him. You know, uh, maybe he's a little bit... Maybe he's going to go a little too early, and he did win. He did go a little too early, that type of thing. And there's nothing you can do about that. But then there's this McKenzie Alexander, son of a gun, Man, I mean, just a son of a gun. He he knocks down every pass coming his way. He makes plays. And then the whole talk again was like, you have know, the old Anton Winfield deal where, well, he doesn't get interceptions because they don't throw the ball his way that much. And that was the whole thing. No interceptions in, in college. And now he's got multiple interceptions in the preseason. I mean, how encouraging is that? He should have had two today. He dropped one right in the frickin', right in his hands. Doggone it. But it is what it is, in the old, oh, it's the wide receiver that couldn't catch another, they're a tight end. They're a cornerback, so it is what it is there. But McKenzie Alexander, I mean, he's got the swagger, he's got the timing, he's got the intelligence, he's got the astuteness. I mean, he, this guy is going to study and learn and improve, and he's going to be a starting cornerback in this league. Um, I'm sure not everybody's going to agree with me on that one, but quote me on it if you want. That that one you can quote me on. I I just told a person don't quote me on something, uh, kind of a side topic there that doesn't make sense to you listening out there. But this is something you can quote me on. Uh, Mackenzie Alexander, just write it down with that gold silver golden silver marker you know that you put on the boards that you can't erase. Mackenzie Alexander is going to be a starting cornerback in the NFL. Uh, that might not be that big of a statement either. Uh, he he's, he's just he's just got so much talent, and, and I just you know and, and it's. It's the talent, it's the person. I mean, the personality isn't everything. I mean, Alex Boone's got a good personality, and that offensive line's playing better, too, now that I could come back to that in a bit, too. But um, a guy like McKenzie Alexander, he, he, he you know, I, I think he's going to wear a C on his chest one day. He, he's probably not going to get a ton of snaps this season, barring injury. He's, he's certainly not going to start this year, but he will be a starter, and he will have one of those cute little Cs on his jersey later on, which stands for one of the captains of the team. I mean, absolutely. Uh, His intelligence and and, and the the confidence he brings to this team combined with that. It's just, it's extremely exciting without a doubt. Um, Terrence Newman, just love him to death. An awesome veteran. He got beat today, unfortunately, on kind of a tricky play by uh, Mr. Uh, Philip Rivers, the veteran quarterback. I can't believe he's old already. It's kind of weird to imagine him being old, but yeah, he got kind of caught a little bit there. It's too bad. Uh, that it really wasn't his fault as much, though. He was just trying to save the save the day, to be quite honest, actually. But um, <laughs> it, still, I mean, it, he was one of the guys beat on the play. Unfortunately, long term, couldn't get a good angle on the guy. It, it is what it is. Um, Trey Wayne's looks fantastic. You'll hear about that one. Uh, he's been very strong in the preseason for the most part. Been very, very encouraging. Um, unfortunately, Xavier Rose didn't play today, and that's another reason why you saw Trey Wayne's play, which is good though. I mean, it's nice to see Trey out there, starting with Terrence Newman for the, uh, uh, and he was he was strong, uh, liked his coverage an awful lot. He's he's got a nice future in this league, and and this is something I've been saying for a while now, but uh, I have to say it again for those of you maybe that haven't been listening to this show, very very recently. I mean. I don't even dislike Anderson Dejo. I mean, he, he deflects passes, he makes tackles, he does a good job out there. I, I think he's the most mediocre member of the secondary. But, I mean, even even Michael Griffin as well, another valuable veteran, kind of like a Terrence Newman type, you know, veteran in the safety department for the Vikings. Um, just what, what an unbelievable secondary that we've built for this Vikings team. I mean, it, it is just absolutely fantastic when you have the likes of Xavier Rhodes, you have Trey Waynes, who's still developing and becoming a starter. He's he's almost there. Terrence Newman, of course, the veteran. But then you even add McKenzie Alexander as well to the group. You have Harrison Smith who's one of the best safeties in all of football. And then Anderson Sandejo is decent, too. I mean, it's just fantastic. I mean, J. Ron Kirst has been a fantastic—he <laughs> he had an interception today. Fantastic find in the seventh round. If he doesn't make the team, I'll be absolutely shocked. And you know what? It always helps. It always helps when you have a good defensive line as well, and and good linebackers. It's all a team effort, and we all know it. It's a combination of things where your secondary looks better when your defensive line is good, and your defensive line looks better when your secondary is good too. I mean, stuff like that, and your linebackers. It's all a team effort thing, and just this defense is absolutely fantastic. Um, it makes games not as fun to watch necessarily to those to people out there that might have a neutral interest in the game. <laughs> <laughs> because it's just like, okay, 23-10, to 10, you know, I mean, is somebody going to score anytime soon, that type of deal? It it, it kind of gets that way, particularly in a preseason game especially. You get a little bored, but at the same time, when you realize you're winning games by 13 points, 10 points, stuff like that, you feel pretty damn good at the end of the day when you have a defense that's so good that it almost makes the game boring. I mean, that, that that's awesome. It's got a little Pittsburgh Steelers to it, doesn't it? Or someone else. I don't know, don't don't quote me on that one. Just leave that one alone. <laughs> but it, it's nice to see. Uh, of course, Anthony Barr still looks absolutely fantastic. Uh, Kendricks hasn't been available with injury. Uh, they're saying he could have maybe played today if it was like a real game, but we're going to have to wait on that until regular season. he'll most likely be available. Kind of a shame though, we haven't seen Kendricks at all, but again, that's another guy. That's another huge piece on the defense. It's it just It's just one name after another, and it's fantastic to, uh, <laughs> it's just, it's just fantastic to see one valuable piece after another. I mean, I a mean, Kendrell brothers still kind of still young, still getting started, but I mean, obviously he's just a rookie, but there's another one possibly could continue to be <laughs> part of this linebacking core long-term, especially as Chad Greenway, uh, heads off into the sunset at the end of the season. I mean, there, there you go. I mean, you just got depth, you got, you got youth, you've got talent. It, it's fantastic. And I'm not trying to go all over the top about this team. But again, I mean, it's it's, it's fun to come into the season optimistic, feeling good about things. Um, nobody's perfect, obviously. And, and I did talk about how Treadwell can't get separation, that type of thing. Bridgewater's not the most consistent quarterback in the world, obviously. And of course, the lack of being able to throw a deep pass is not, you know, it's, he's not a Super Bowl quarterback right now. That's plain as day. But at least you have accuracy, and that's the exciting part coming in to the season. He seems to be better and better and better each year. That is the encouraging part when you want to talk about Teddy Bridgewater and the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, the offensive line has looked a lot better, and that helped Jarek McKinnon look good today. Um, they opened up big holes, and Jarek McKinnon was able to look damn good. He, would, he he hit the holes. That's what counts. The holes were made, and then Jarek McKinnon did his part by hitting those holes in a timely manner and then making nice spin moves and such. So, again, gotta give credit to the offensive line being significantly better in uh, this preseason thus far. Again, you want to say it's only preseason, but every single year, every single year, I have to keep saying this, when the offensive line looks like absolute dog dookie in the preseason, it continues to look like dog dookie in the regular season. There are indicators. You want to come out and say that the preseason doesn't mean anything, but there are always indicators when it comes to major parts of the team, major sections, major departments, whatever you want to say. Let's just say this is like a big giant business like US Bank or Boston Scientific or god knows what. Well, the offensive line department looks like absolute dog dookie. It's gonna <laughs> the odds are that it's gonna continue to look like dog dookie in the regular season just like years ago when the secondary looked like horse shit, pardon my language. I don't usually like to swear on this show, but when the secondary just gets beat time and time again by everybody, from Kent, G- Bleep, and Graham all the way up to, God knows, like a like Brett Favre back in the day, you, you're screwed. I mean, you're absolutely screwed if your secondary looks that bad. And going into 1999, you kind of knew the Vikings were in trouble because that secondary wasn't very good. See, it's situations like that, and I talked about it last year. I talked about it the year before with the secondary in 2013, or 14 actually with the offensive line, and 15. It's indicators. I know. Oh boy, you threw a deep pass. That's just preseason. Who cares? Sure. Okay. I I get that you're going against backups, but it's the whole department thing. When your offensive line sucks, it sucks. It, you know, it, it's not going to go from stuck into being the a, a top ten offensive line in football. It, it, indications are going to be there. They're going to be there with departments, not with individual players as much. That's that type of thing. But it's nice to see certain skill sets coming out of these individual players in the preseason. That's the cool part. That's the fun part. Maybe my optimism is a little too high. But again, I'm not picking the Vikings to go 14-2 this year, okay? (laughs) I don't think so. I don't think they're going to be 14-2. But who knows? Anything could happen. I don't think anybody thought Carolina was going 15-1 last year. I sure the hell didn't. But it was plain as day they were a decent team. So, woo-hoo for them, I guess. Yeah, but then again, going from 7-9 to... Yeah, 15-1. and one. That didn't seem realistic, did it? But there it is. Uh, I'm going crazy. I'm going crazy. I, I, it's a, I'm just uh, bouncing all over the place, man. I hope I'm not wearing you out. I mean, it's fun to be back, man. Isn't it fun? Isn't it fun, Mark Carlson? I mean, I, I saw he was saying, you know, I'm jumping ahead to the next segment because this will be a two-segment show. Just, you know, Viking talk, team talk, and then fan interaction in segment number two. But he was saying, you know, there's one good thing about the preseason. To get back in the groove with Purple Mafia, I mean, how gold starish is that? I mean, I'm just making a gold star symbol with my hands right now, even though you can't really make a star with your hands. You can make other things, though. So. <laughs> Isn't this fun, though? Isn't this great, I, I, man? You know, it's like I, I dread the grind of it at times because I'm a little worried about the schedule. But then you just sit behind the mic, and it's just <laughs> boom! Like it just it just takes off like a rocket, man. <laughs> And this is a fun team to talk about right now. This is in 2013 with Christian Potter peeing down his leg every time. <laughs> and you know what? I don't blame him when you have an offensive line like that. But just saying. Peeing down his leg every time a some, some, uh, uh, defensive lineman like, steps any, anywhere like within 15 feet of him. And you see pick sixes. You see fumbles. you see uh, You see everything. And you see a defense that couldn't stop your mother. I mean, it was a hologram. It can't be bent, spindled, or mutilated, so don't bother trying. Yeah, that type of thing. Even though it was mutilated on a regular basis. But you get the idea. <sighs> that type of thing. <laughs> oh, forgive me. Forgive me. I Forgive me, I, uh, forgive me if this seems kind of goofy, kind of messy. But, uh, man, I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, and, yes, uh, yeah, I'll talk, I'll address this issue right now before I get to... Before I stop, and then we jump into the fan interaction, Twitter and Facebook, that type of deal, and call it a show until maybe... It might be two weeks or so, but the next show will be the season preview. I'm hoping it's a legitimate season preview before week one. I'm going to try my damnedest, but I'm going to be out of town next weekend. That's the crappy part. I don't usually go out of town very much, but I'm kind of... It's the old ball and chain kind of yanking me. So, wink, wink, inside there. I think most of you know what that means. That type of thing. But, um... I'm gonna try my damnedest to uh, get a season preview up before week one. If not, I'll have to very briefly throw in a very incy wincy season preview with week one because I can't make a three-hour show. That that's bull crap. So it just is what it is. But um, thank you guys so much for your listenership, man. God bless you. So now let's get to the yeah. Thank you for your loyalty, by the way. I mean, this is the oldest this is the oldest Viking podcast in the world. Did you know that? Yeah. Other than, okay, the oldest alternative media Viking podcast in the world. Okay, you might have Purple on Demand, but all that is little segments cut out of the Paul Allen Show or Dan Barrero or Common Man or God knows, stuff like that. That doesn't count. That's not a podcast, really. That's not an actual podcast. It's just clippings from a regular radio show where this is a podcast-only show. It is the oldest one on the planet. I'm the George Washington of Minnesota Sports Alternative Media. Doggone it. So those Benedict Arnolds out there, they know what's coming to them. All right. So to the topic I needed to get to, God almighty. Ah. <laughs> well, a guy who's about as tough and intense as George Washington is Mike Zimmer. And he would hang Benedict Arnold in a heartbeat if he got anywhere near him. I got to tell you, he would hang that son of a bitch so fast, he wouldn't know what hit him or he wouldn't know what pulled him down either. But um, yeah. Uh, he kind of gave the media a hard time last week when Teddy Bridgewater was mysteriously not available for the Seattle game. Oh, he was in uniform, but but uh, Sean Hill was quarterback. And a lot of people locally have been questioning Sean Hill from the get-go about him being the immediate backup, you know, the number two guy to Teddy Bridgewater. Is he really up to that right now? Like if Teddy Bridgewater rolls an ankle or whatever or has a <coughs> sore shoulder, <laughs> is that guy the guy you want leading your team, does he have anything left? Is he? Is there any tread on the tire? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of agree with that a little bit, and that was one of the talkers that, yeah, okay, sore shoulder, the old camp arm deal where you're throwing a little bit too much, and maybe he was trying to heave the ball a little too much, trying to prove that he has a, he's got the deep arm and trying to build that arm during the course of time, that being Teddy Bridgewater, trying to show that he can throw deep more than people want to believe, trying to add that more into the uh, the uh, the arsenal, the repertoire, as uh, other other announcers would say out there, but um, a lot of people believe that Sean Hill was put in there to basically be trial by fire. Like, are you good enough to be the doggone backup for this team, or should we go after somebody? Um, the Vikings, at one point, there was talk about going after Nick Foles, but that ended unfortunately. He went to the Kansas City Chiefs. Nick Foles, I would not have been against that move at all, to be quite honest. Um, Sean Hill, he's a he's an intelligent, experienced, uh, accurate passer, but he's got basically no arm and he's got no mobility that type of thing, and he's just not that great anymore. And he never was that great, but he, he I, I don't know, he he kind of looks really washed up, doesn't he? And he really did last year too he looks like he's just done, like he's cooked as a player out there, and the talk is that that was trial by fire from Mike Zimmer. Like, are you good enough to be your backup quarterback, or should we try to make a move after certain people that don't like to stand at that, uh, yeah, don't like to stand at, uh, pledge of, uh, at the, uh, national anthem, which I can't even, you know, I'm not even gonna go there, but those of you that are friends with me on Facebook, you, I, I already went there there, so I gotta leave that alone for this show, but, uh, yeah, he doesn't need to suit up for the Vikings. Uh, you know, but then again, you know, and it's funny how Sebastian recently talked about him as a backup. Yeah, I you know, as a player, sure, he wouldn't be a bad backup for the team. His attitude sucks, though. It sucks, and boy, is he inconsistent. But, um, yeah, boy, I'm still bouncing. That Mike Zimmer situation, though, with him giving the, giving the media a hard time about it, I thought the media, local media, was getting a little bit too butthurt for me. Um, He doesn't have to talk about injuries in the preseason, him being Mike Zimmer. Does not have to talk about injuries in the preseason. And you hear comments from Phil Mackey. I'm I'm not even going to say, oh, he who shall not be named, or or this or that, or just a local host. I'm going to say his name. You hear him getting all bent out of shape. About well, we gave we built this stadium for a billion dollars for you. We gave you five hundred million dollars. You can't even your coach can't even tell us uh, that the the, the 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 quarterback's hurt or not. You know, being Teddy Bridgewater, really, you're you're gonna go that direction. You're gonna go that direction, really, Phil Mackey? Really, come on. You know, his sports takes are good most of the time, but once in a while, this guy gets on a high horse, and his polit his pol- he gets on that political soapbox sometimes. And it just like, dude, you've got to stop that, please. That was, a, that was a BS statement as a Viking fan right now. That was a BS statement. You're, you're really surprised that Mike Zimmer isn't going to give you a whole lot of information, maybe even be a teensy-weensy bit jackassian about it. You're going to get that bent out of shape over it. You're going to bring up the bleeping stadium, really? Do you have to do that? Get, you know, go ahead and get annoyed with the, the personality, but don't bring up the stadium. Please don't bring up the stadium. Come on, man, please. Just, just just, just, enjoy the stadium. Be happy they're here. Be happy that it's that you can see sunlight coming in, even though you could see it in the final years of Mole of America Field, which I would like to call the Metrodome. The last couple of years with the new roof, the new roof, 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 was uh, showing a little bit of sunlight. It was an indicator of what was to come. Um, but yeah, you can see sunlight coming in. You could see gray light coming in from snow or rain or fog like today, uh, stuff like that. And sunlight at some times as well. Just just enjoy it. And please don't bring up the stadium again when, when you don't agree with the coach or, or something the owner says. Just just stop it, okay? Um, unless the owner's threatening people's lives or something. That type of deal. And trust me, I don't like the personal seat license stuff either. That's, yeah. But we'll leave that alone. So with that, we will end this segment. As strange, as odd as it was. That's what happens when you don't do a show for almost a month again. That's, yeah, it has been about a month since the Dennis Green show. So here I am again, ultimately. Aha, inside joke. I used that word a little too much on the last show. So, yeah, I'll I'll be back for fan interaction right after this. Do you ever feel uninformed, but you don't want to listen to the regular news because you feel like you don't trust what they're saying? Then Infowars is for you. It is honest, to-the-point reporting, with multiple unbiased opinions of people going and doing the hard research that you won't do and the local media and the national media just won't tell you about. This is not a paid advertisement. This is me being direct with you and saying, if you want to know what's going on in this world and you don't believe what the press is telling you, go check out InfoWars on InfoWars.com. They also got a great store with many uh, products. Go check that out. Alright, we are back here on Purple Mafia, segment number two. It is time for fan interaction. Let's get to the Twitter first, might as well. At Purple Mafia Show, at Purple Mafia Show. Very simple to get there. Anthony Carlson tweeted me a little while ago saying, week two this season looks like it's going to be a nail-biter. If we win, we can set the pace for the rest of the season. And... Yeah, absolutely. Boy, he got 14 likes in that statement. Thank you for that, Anthony. Of course, the son of Mark Carlson. He's over in the East Coast, around the Philadelphia area, I believe, ultimately uh, stationed there with the military. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm. it's going to... I mean, week week one shouldn't be a huge problem. I mean, Tennessee, yeah, they have Mariota. Of course, it's on the road. Those are the problems. I mean, Mariota's obviously a talented guy, but the, the Tennessee Titans really, at this point... Not really built to compete in the NFL, but then again, look at the 49ers last year. Crazy situation, how the 49ers uh, kicked the Vikings' butt, and then right after that, they just sucked major blankety-blank-blank. I mean, it was an absolute joke, to be quite honest with you. But again, it is what it is. It is what it is. Of course, week two is when the Vikings host the Green Bay Packers in U.S. Bank Stadium for the first regular season game in U.S. Bank Stadium history. Ah, there you go. Uh, another way to reach Tribal Mafia, of course. There's the Facebook, the Twitter. Twitter is at Tribal Mafia Show, which I said twice already, and it's in the uh, it'll be in the show description on iTunes and Stitcher, and on the SportsStuff.com, of course. Thank you again, Dylan. Doing- Richardson, executive producer of thesportstuff.com. God bless him, man. I've known him over eight years already. Just weird. Crazy. Um, But another way to reach him besides the Facebook is you can call into the phone lines. 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Imagine you're calling it a purple mafia and statement, shout out, question, comment, whatever it is. Keep it to about a minute or two, uh, something like that. If you really have a whole lot to say, it you can, you can stretch into three. Just try not to repeat yourself a whole lot if it gets to be a longer call. Just kind of, yeah. But try not to go ape crap either with uh, <laughs> 19 topics. It's kind of hard to follow up on that. I might just kind of say, there you go. You, you had the floor. Now I'll just get back to what I'm saying rather than comment too much on it because that could just make the show drag. All right, I'm being kind of harsh there, aren't I? Uh, also, there's a... You know, on the Facebook page for Purple Mafia, which is, of course, Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show, Facebook.com forward slash Purple Mafia Show. Not too hard to find. And of course, you can search for it in the search bar. Go there and click like. It would be greatly appreciated. But I also, when I was talking about the call-in line, there is, uh, for those of you outside the United States, there is the, there are voice recorders on your smart devices, your, smart, your smartphone, your Android, Samsung, whatever it is, Apple, uh, even iPads and such. Uh, there are free voice recorders on there. You can simply record a minute to two minute call on there like the Tanae Browns has done on uh, on uh, Timberwolves Explosion. I think he did one for the Vikings once too if I remember correctly. But yeah, you can do that. Uh, email to Live at yahoo.com Live at com, which will be in the show description. It always is. But there's also another thing that I never even mentioned and it's been there for a while now. There's a call now button on on uh, uh, Facebook, which I believe connects through Facebook Messenger, which again means you can be doing it from anywhere, as long as you have a Wi-Fi connection, you could be calling from anywhere, you could be calling from St. Paul, you could be calling from St. Louis Park, and you could be calling from Melbourne, Australia, you, yeah, yeah, you could be calling from Beijing, wherever it is, that type of thing, so yeah, you could call in and there you go, rock and roll, thanks always for your participation, (laughs) participation, yeah, I think we've had a little bit of, too much of that, precipitation. Enough, enough. Enough is enough with that. Gosh. So let's continue where we left off before Hellfree is over. We continued off of the episode 215, The Dennis Green Show, which used to be aired on Care 11 years ago. <laughs> God rest his soul again. Uh, and see if there were comments. There were a couple. Mark Carlson out of Iowa saying, great show, Joey. It's been hot. So it was nice to be cool and listen to Purple Mafia on the way to work today. And again, like I've said many times, there you go. I mean, those of you that might think you don't have time to listen to podcasts, Yes, you do. You could be the busiest person ever, but you drive your car, you sweep the floor, you mop the floor, you sweep the steps, whatever you do, you can listen to podcasts during that time. And it makes uh, makes doing chores, taking out the trash, not quite as boring. You don't have to listen to the whole damn show in one sitting if you don't have time for that. You can always come back to it. you got a whole week until the next show. So there you go. So again, pardon me for the interruption there, Mr. Mark Carlson. I just I'm, I'm going to always say that though because... Yeah, I mean, I, I've heard that cop out many times in my past. So, he said, yep, and this is one of my gifts, to be quite honest. And I, I'm not one to brag at all. And do you really hear me coming up here bragging about how great I am, this and that? How can I, I mean, why Why would I say that anyway? But this is my talent right here. He said how it brought back some memories. That's what I do. You know, I mean, that's what I do. And that's why I'm going to introduce George Stories. <laughs> I've got at least one recorded so far. But uh, that'll be a new segment. That's not a segment, really. It's about a, maybe a minute long. Just tiny little short funny stories, things that took place with my dad, and occasionally maybe something with my brother or my mom, but they will be called George stories, just funny little stories from the past. That type of thing. Just hilarious little rinky-dink stories that I hope you guys will like. And it's only a minute long. I won't eat up your whole day listening to that. So there I go again, screwing up Mark Rawls' poster. I apologize, brother. Uh, <laughs> he says, the family and friends here always refer to Robert Smith as babyface. And we truly loved his style. When you mentioned some of the big big games, good and bad, wow, the memories. Yep, and it was a lot of memories for me, man. I mean, 1992 is when I started watching football I could have probably started in the mid '80s, and I wish I did. Greatly regret that. Maybe '87 at the latest. I greatly regret that I didn't start sooner. But it is what it is. Uh, 92 is still a hell of a long time ago. He says, "Denny's Green, Denny Green, R.I.P. Nice work, Paladino, Joey, Mark from Iowa, Gerald Sering out of Nebraska says A.A.A. Triple A plus 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 best show ever. Wow, wow, man." Wow, man. That's awesome. He says, it was unfortunate circumstances for having the show in terms of Dennis Green's death. However, you knocked this one out of the park. Don't know how you pulled it off, uh, pulled off all that history, but no other show out there could do what you did. I remember all those years and you brought back many good and bad memories. I long forgot about many of those events and it was very cool going back and living back through all that history. Good job. Love every minute. Thank you so much. I mean, that, that, that touches me hearing that from you guys, Mark and uh, Gerald. That that just that touches me because, you know, that is my gift, is to talk about history. You know, I mean, I could do a, a show. I could do probably a 1,000 Purple Mafias if they were all just history. I, I probably could. Okay, maybe not, but I could do a lot. <laughs> you know, I mean, I love talking about history, and I love going on and on and on about it, too. I mean, it's just what I do. And I have a strange memory where I've heard from many, many, many people for many years that are close to me or even not, not super close where they got to know me that, you know, I, I just remember stuff, man. I mean, I've got, a, I've got a memory, boy. I've got a memory on me. And so every one of you out there listening to this show right now, every one of you has a gift. You have a gift and maybe you don't know it yet but it's there and it's it's a pretty impressive gift that'll make people go whoa that's pretty good man and that's mine that's mine guys Uh, that's what it is so it's it's just a a complete honor to be able to present it here on this show with you it it just it's I I just love it to death and it it, it means a lot to me that you that you uh found that enjoyable It, it really does um I enjoyed the hell out of doing that show. Uh, Kevin Williams signed a one-day contract and retired. We got a couple of likes, couple responding. that being number 93, not John Randall, but hey, you know, he still was a hell of a player. Mark Carlson says, in the days of the wall of Williams or it was Williams wall, but you know e- either way works, nobody ran up the middle, and there was yeah it was a deadly run defense. the uh, fat pat and cat cat Williams cap Cat Williams Kevin Williams says uh, okay by me, Cat Williams. this was Bill Carr saying that. thank you very much, Bill see where he's from, if it allows me to see. Uh, I don't like to... Oh, Calvary, uh, California. North Auburn, California. Okay, and I'm not trying to spy and snoop on your buddy. I promise. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't even listen, but some, sometimes people just come here like it's a Facebook page and that's it. I, I don't know, but some people listen to the show. Okay, let's <laughs> let's get those nunchucks. I'm actually staring at a pair of them right now on the floor. And no, I'm not a mean guy. They're just... They've, I've had them for 10 years and I've never hit a person with them in my life. But, uh, you know, you never know when You need them, like, defensive purposes. (laughs) Let's get that Turtles music playing. Yeah. (laughs) Cowabunga, man. I mean, it's the funniest image I've ever seen. Uh, At least one of them. And we've we've all seen a lot of funny images in our day. But, um... (laughs) Uh, Adrian Peterson puts that Donatello mascot. Cowabunga, dude. I mean, that is so funny. Purple, love that purple mask. He's, he's Donatello, man. He's Donatello. He put that on Twitter. Uh, thank you, Adrian. That, that That's awesome. Thank you. I mean, really, seriously, I'm not trying to be sarcastic at all. That's, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, and you know how I play a lot of old uh, Turtles NES music on this show? You know, from Turtles 1 and Turtles 2, the arcade game. Yeah, I'm an old retro gamer. I, yeah, I mentioned that in the past, too. Ah, uh, this was a post from ESPN. I actually posted it. It was a desirable destination Michael Griffin was happy to get the opportunity with the Vikings. It was a very nice read from Judge Dougard. Uh, a couple likes there from the guys in Iowa. Really appreciate it. lots of people reached it though. Wow, uh, it's a good very cool article Michael Griffin. I'm I'm happy to have him too. Very grateful indeed. Ah, uh, this was from the uh the Vikings itself. Stefan Diggs lining up almost everywhere for the Vikings offense camp. And yes, that is a huge indicator that Stefan Diggs is, the, is the, going to be a major focal point of this offense going into the season. Doesn't surprise me at all. Um, he's a favorite of Teddy Bridgewater, and he actually catches the ball and does something afterwards on occasion as well. Uh, it, it's, it's a wonderful thing to see, indeed. Wonderful, indeed. I do think Stefan Diggs is the uh, top receiver on the roster at this stage. I continue. Here we go. Here's a little bit of history right here. It's not as old as uh, some of them. But the guy goes back all the way to my, my origins as a football fan, and that's Brett Favre. Seven years ago, as of August 18th, he came into Winter Park, that black SUV from the airport. A childress came and hugged him and all that stuff. And there he was, seven years already. And it was a nice, cool day. I remember mowing the lawns, of course. Yeah, I've been mowing lawns for as long as Favre's been playing football. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a nice, cool, beautiful, dry day. Just Just the most beautiful thing ever. And in comes this guy, this guy named Brett Favre. I mean, just, it was just a strangely awesome feeling that this legend was going to suit up for the Vikings. And, and, you know, you just knew that was the one piece this team needed. The pieces were in place, as Favre said earlier, with that Mississippi accent. Um, pieces in place, you know. I mean, it was uh, just, oh, it was just an absolute pleasure that season to cover this team in 2009. Uh, Khalil, Little injury bug with the uh, limping around there. And, of course, the two quarterbacks, uh, Bridgewater and Sean Hill, not were not playing in practice a little while ago. We got a couple of comments back and forth. And this one, Sebastian Barton. I've been calling him Sebastian Balls. I guess he's Barton. Uh, he says, no biggie. Last year, oh, he changed his name on there. Uh, last year to NCAB practice was so bad Zimmer ended it early and yes that was part of it Zimmer got pissed off and ended the practice after only about 45 minutes Uh, I says too early in the week for worries about injuries and who cares if Hill doesn't play Sunday let's get our starters through one more game and we can call a successful camp compared to most teams and Mark says glad Bash has confidence this report gives me the willies Sebastian simply says 20 days till kickoff so Sebastian really focusing on regular season, and you know, I was a little bit worried too, Mark, I kind of, you know, I, I can definitely understand the comments there, and now we're getting caught up to where we are, at least in terms of my posts, Now I'll see if you guys have posts as well, I was talking about Xavier Rose, Anthony Harris, who I really like, backup safety for the Vikings, we're all out today versus the Chargers, including Matt Khalil with that leg deal, and no comments there, then we get a little inside conversation during the game today, As we jump into that uh, thread right now, let's see, okay, bouncing around, thought I love how this does this, thought I knew what I was doing, right, no, (laughs) ah, yep, and I was saying, Teddy is playing, uh, the urban legend is over for now, the whole thing about people, yeah, that I just got done ranting about. Uh, at the end of the first segment, Brett McCarthy says, "New stadium looks great on TV." Skull Vikes, I agree very much, and he liked the first drive. I was just complaining about the red zone offense. I- I'm glad I saved it for now. It's probably better. Uh, Brett McCarthy's out of South Dakota. Actually, there you go. Yeah, I've been wanting. I like to kind of say where people are from. Justin Mayer Henry out of Colorado says, "Dirty Harry making plays already." Yes, and that being, of course, Mr. Uh, Harris Smith. Damn, that was a nice move by Teddy. Yep, when Teddy Bridgewater was running, uh, was uh, breaking loose, he looked like, I mean, I, there were there were times I was like thinking, Teddy should run. And then I was like thinking, no, they probably want to be careful. And then all of a sudden he does run and makes an awesome move. Um, started to kind of get past a couple of people. Then just completely froze the safety, uh, number 31 of the uh, Titans, I believe. And ju- just froze him in his space, got him going the other way, faked left, and just kept going for a while, and then slid into safety. Just beautiful indeed. Mayor Henry wraps up his, uh, oh, actually, no, he has four, uh, four comments in a row. He says, uh, well, we're doing great at getting into the red zone, but sure, it would be nice to get six instead of three. And yes, that's been the Achilles heel of the Minnesota Vikings, literally from the, the get-go here. I mean, for for many years now, the Vikings got into the red zone several times and didn't score, and then, of course, on the uh, the... The Kyle Rudolph touchdown, which was a very nice bullet pass, it was 30 yards out, bullet pass from Teddy Bridgewater, was, of course, not in the red zone, so go figure. It's just, that's just how it works, and it was a bullet pass. It wasn't a sale of a pass, so to speak. <coughs> Mayor Henry again saying, then again, let's get Walls plenty of red zone practice. Yep, got to like that, got to like that. Oh, boy, Red McCarthy says red zone, Oh no needs to pick it up, without a doubt. And that's been my complaint, and that was a lot of our complaint. You know, I mean, we might have beat Seattle last year if we got a couple guys in the end zone, maybe. Two of those kicks were touchdowns instead. All of a sudden, I'm almost getting a coughing fit. Pardon me there. Sorry about that. Mark Carlson saying, I just found something I like about NFL preseason. Getting back in the groove with the Purple Mafia show. Oh, yep. Thank you so much for that. Dave Vicky says, no doubt, I really miss Joey and the gang during the off season. And by gang, I mean the Mafia followers. Oh, man, you guys are awesome let's see, uh, Brett McCarthy says, hope to see more of that. We will get played different when AP is there. Dave Vicky says the O-line looked improved and that by far was our biggest weakness last year. So I think that means big things for Teddy and his receivers. Tony Coleman was saying first game in U.S. Bank Stadium is a win. And yes, it was. And then I jump into the next. That's interesting. I, huh. Interesting. That's nice that it does this actually. This is helpful. It jumped into my next thread. It says, uh, that's kind of cool. This thing must be updated. Hmm. I have two words to describe my feelings for today's game. Colin McKenzie Alexander. Brett McCarthy says, I thought Sebastian wrote. What the hell? He says, oh, I wrote it twice. That's why. He says he's good in, in the red zone. It needs to be better. Yep. Yeah, he, he got uh, offense in the red zone needs to be better. Tony Coleman was saying this. Uh, they did so well getting into the red zone, but once there, they really struggled. Yeah, I mean, they would roll the first, you know, 60 yards or so, get to the 20-yard line, and it was just like, uh, ah, the pass is dropped, uh, ah, 2-yard gain, okay, here we go, one more try and sacked, ah, bleepity bleep, the same old bleeping story. And, um, you know, we, we'd get even to the 10-yard the, the line, the 8, you know, stuff like that, and that's pretty much how it would wrap up. 2-yard two two yard gain, incomplete, and sacked. That type of bull crap, that's what we went through all season last year. Uh, still and yet we still finished 11-5. and five. I mean, it's just crazy when you think about all that. Ah, uh, there was more, there was more, there was more. My bad. Uh, Brent Jacobson saying McKinsey Alexander, and J-Ron Curse seventh-round pick, looked like steals. Did Mobo play at all? And no, Mobo did not play. I think he's on his way to the practice squad if he doesn't get claimed off of uh, the, the waivers when you go to the practice squad. Kind of, you know, there was a time a lot of us were all excited about it, but then it's like reality's kind of set in with that one. Um, it's not that he's not good it's just there's other receivers on the team and he's not as good as some of them, that type of thing (laughs) Tony Coleman, also out of the South Dakota area again like Brett McCarthy, saying I'm really feeling good about this team I'm really impressed with the rookies so far, as well as last year's newbies, Trey Wayne, Stefan Diggs, etc I think Teddy is really going to come into his own this year I'm looking forward to the Vikings 2016 awesome, yep, yep, yep me too, I, I really am too uh, Tony's a star candidate for sure, as he is uh, Mister uh, Mister uh, Gerald String, Dave Hickey, guys like that. <laughs> uh, I mentioned the Alexander thing, and then Sebastian yeah, the two words thing because I had it a whole separate thread. Sebastian says Trey Wayne's, and I was like, "Yep, he was good too." And I said, "Great, everyone more or less." Yep, yep, yep. or uh, he was saying, "Us Teddy needs to be consistent." F- Felix Gappel out of out of Germany says, "What do you think about?" Uh, Mattenberger, yeah, remember him, Zach Mat- Mettenberger. Mettenberger, he says, I remember that he was one of your fa- one of one of the favorites of yours, and that he should be the quarterback of the Vikes, wasn't he? Yes, yes, you are very correct, Felix. You do remember that well. Yep. <laughs> he says now he's the fourth string quarterback for San Diego, and we have Teddy. Guess we did well, did quite well, no? Um, yep, I, I do agree. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Has certainly had the better career out of the two thus far, without a doubt. I uh, really like Zad Mettenberger's arm. His mobility was non-existent, unfortunately. I still think Medenberger could be somebody in this league at some point. I, I, you know, it would not kill me if he came in as a backup at some point, a backup or a third stringer. I mean, you, you, you never know. But as long as it doesn't set some type of some type of division in the locker room, but you know, if, if Teddy struggles at all, that type of thing. You know, like, hey, you know, get look at this guy's arm, blah, blah, blah. Teddy doesn't have an arm, you know, that type of thing. But, okay, we'll wait and see here. I'm shocked this show's going to be over an hour. I can't believe it. I, I was thinking this will be like a 40-minute show, but I just got too excited, I guess. Jeez, Gerald wrapping this thread up saying, cool, I just got home from the weekend outing, looking, uh, from, from a weekend outing. So looking forward to watching a game, NFL replay, a game on NFL replay. Yeah, and I, I got to get that, too. I, I had it, and I got to get it again, without a doubt. Got to get that right away. <laughs> that type of thing. <laughs> you kind of have to, you know, sometimes. Especially some of those night games, that type of deal. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep, yep, yep. Hopefully you're enjoying that, uh, Gerald. So, where the heck am I? Let's go to the, infam- the infamous, right, visitor post section. Da, da, da. So we go back to about the beginning of August. I'm going to kind of probably try to fly through this as fast as I can. Tony Coleman was, yep, the Viking jersey he was hanging in Brad Hall of Fame locker. And yep, you know, because he had such a magical season that year. Uh, Jeff Roiland out of Iowa saying, hopefully the cancellation of the Hall of Fame game is a, ba- is a bad omen for the enemy to the East. Yep, because they had to cancel the game due to all kinds of problems. It was kind of crazy. All kinds of horrible issues in that stadium there. I don't know what the hell. I mean, it's unfortunate. Uh, Brett Favre did give a outstanding Hall of Fame speech. It was the longest of all time, and are you surprised? No. Uh, it was just outstanding. I mean, it was the best Hall of Fame speech of all time. Just absolutely outstanding, and God bless him. All the respect in the world. Uh, pro football spot, Ali, posting articles about the uh, the first depth chart. Uh, also about Mike Zimmer making his return to Cincinnati. And yep, I mean, really do check out Ollie over there on an NFL spot. Very good writer indeed for that. Um Brett Jacobson saying he was posting uh even serious XM hates the Green Bay Packers. They had oh, what am I seeing here? I remember there was Yep, they put the Packers and it says Lions at Steelers, but it was the Packers logo. That's pretty funny. Uh huh. Oh, that's funny. Hmm. That is pretty funny. Huh, what the hell? Lions and Steelers broadcast as a Packer logo. Huh. What the heck? That is pretty funky. Yep, sometimes things happen, huh? Ali posting another one saying about the pocket about the Vikings game against the, the Bengals a couple weeks back. And Brent saying uh, Zimmer may be the only person expecting a great season out of Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, though? I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it seems like a lot of people are... Uh, Yep, I mean Adrian Peterson was getting frustrated with that one. That was a blog at Sirius XM there. That was an interesting read as well. If you want to kind of go backtrack with that one, Ali again for the Vikings proving to two and zero as they beat the Seahawks. Quite an awesome display from the Vikings defense in that one, and a really nice article again. Mark Carlson, oh boy, I didn't even address this. This is last Monday, I'm getting more recent now. He says, "I have a question for you, Joey." And I do apologize that it's been so long. It's just one of those things, and I try to make sure people get their airtime here. He says, "I have a question for you, Joey Wygen, and to your purple audience: Is there a good app to follow our team? I think I had a Vikings app a few years ago, but I thought it was saying, but I thought it, but I thought it was saying it nicely. Very limited. Maybe also, is there?" a good NFL app, thanks Mark from Iowa, and that's NFL Mobile for the NFL app, that is the official app, I'm guessing you maybe already found it by now, and there is a Minnesota Vikings uh, mobile, or there is a Minnesota Vikings mobile app in there, so just simply search in the, uh, depending on what you have, the Apple Store or Google Play, they're both uh, just in the search bar, type in NFL Mobile, you'll find it immediately, that's for the overall NFL and then, of course, Minnesota Vikings have their own app. Uh, all, all the teams have their own app now, and it is much less limited than it was before. It's more going on now. So there you go. I apologize for not responding sooner, Mark. I, I You know, sometimes I get those and I'm at work, or in that case, according to that time, I was getting ready for work uh, from the mowing onto the, uh, the, uh, the Boston Scientific job, that type of thing. Anyhow, Ali wrapping up this section, posting an article that's kind of made me sad a bit. Uh, it's nothing against... Ali at all? It's just the uh, circumstances that could be going on. Could Jarius Wright be on the way out? And it, it lists the lists the uh, possibilities as to why. And you know, I mean, injury prone, and 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 uh, I, I don't know. I mean, he, he's just maybe he's just kind of not 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 uh, up to it right now. Adam Thielen is so valuable, so and he's durable, and he's so reliable. <sighs> Cordero Patterson's got that uh, kick returning, all that. You know, you get the idea. Um, is there a spot for Jarius? I I, I hope so. Um, we'll just have to wait and see. I mean, Thielen is going to be on the team. Treadwell, I mean, if you cut Treadwell, that would be that would be history-making. So I don't think they're going to be cutting Treadwell. He, and he looks good enough to be in the NFL. Come on. But I think Jarius does as well, and he would reemerge with somebody probably in the NFC North. I would not be surprised to see him on any one of the three teams in the NFC North. I would not be surprised at all. But then again, you will probably just wind up in Miami or, or, or New England. I think the New England Patriots would be very smart to pick up Jerry Wright. That's a team that could definitely use a a little help over there right now. As great as they are, they they always pick up guys like Jerry's Wright, and guys like, (laughs) like my friend there will probably excel in New England if he does wind up there. And I would be very happy to see him succeed with the Patriots, as long as it's not against the Vikings. There you go. That's about it. Got to the end there. Did you enjoy this show? Was I a little too rusty, a little too crazy for you? I I, I hope not. So should I do the old patented weather report? (laughs) I don't know. It's like I just do it for the hell of it. I don't know why. Humidity rolling in, doggone it, Monday and Tuesday, and then it's going to get a lot nicer, a lot more reasonable during the course of Tuesday. I'm looking forward to that a lot more. Looking forward to drier, less dew point going on in September, you know, that type of thing. I mean, a lot less dew on the ground. I mean, August is just dew city, and I've been kind of whining about that on occasion on Facebook, that type of thing. I mean, when you mow lawns and you see, like, layers of dew on the ground, it's brutal, man. It's brutal, especially when it's already nice out. It's getting, it's cooling off and such, but the damn temperature hugs that dew point at night, and then that damn dew point hugs the temperature in the morning, that type of thing. It just drives you crazy. So that's what I like about May and, and September when they try to, separate themselves from each other just a little bit more and then you don't have all that doggone moisture so there you go, there's my little science fun little thing that I tend to throw in I don't know why I do it, I just do it, you know I mean, I don't know, especially when you're considering it's going to be a week till the next show, or in some cases two weeks and this might be two weeks, maybe ten days, something funky in there I really want to get one more show in before week one, but if I can't, I can't, and I'll abbreviate the season preview, that type of thing We'll just have to wait and see what happens, man. I mean, it, it is what it is. I'll pass out the Gold Star, Silver Star, Bronze Star. Bronze Star is going to go to... Boy, uh, you know, bronze. Star, I'm going to give the Bronze Star to Tony Coleman. I'm going to give the Silver Star to... Boy, it's just... <laughs> oh, boy. I'm going to give the Silver Star to... Gerald String and the gold star to Mark Carlson. I mean, just wonderful comments about my past. I could almost, you know what? I'm going to give two gold stars this week. You know, Gerald String and Mark Carlson for what you said about the history. You guys are both going to get the gold star this week. There you go. And bronze star to Tony. Um, Silver star to Tony, bronze star to Dave Hickey. There you go. Be a little bit generous. Give it to just passing that thing out. (laughs) Just thank you guys so much for your participation, your inclusion. Um, give a shout out to some people that I haven't haven't heard from in forever uh, Malcolm occasionally on Twitter gotta love him on Northern Cal really really nice guy always but he's been really loyal for a while Tony Coleman is, is I believe the yep the oldest Purple Mafia supporter that I've known and I just love him since at least 2009 incredible uh, Mark Carlson since 2012 Dave Vicky since 12-13 ish uh, Gerald Strange since 14. I mean, it's just, you meet these people, you know, you, you remember, them I mean, you even remember what year, but, but that's the kind of person I am with the, I remember the strange details, like what year, you know, it's kind of crazy, but stuff like that. Uh, Sebastian I met, what, 2010. Yep. Um, yeah, just, it's, it's just amazing. Brent Jacobson goes all the way back to early 2009. He's, he's really old with the Rules explosion era. Um, pretty fun, pretty fun indeed. Um, just want to thank you guys for your loyal listenership, your loyalty to the show. Please tell a friend if you can, those of you out there, and people out there, maybe you've been listening to the show for two, three, four years. I remember a guy named Bryce years ago, just a really pleasant person called in a couple times. I never heard from him ever again. Uh, He called me the go-to guy in this town for sports. Never heard from him again. He just sounded like a really pleasant, really nice person, and and hopefully he's still listening, it's a shout out to you if you're listening, a little bad signal, call in again man, po- join the page, something you know, get get involved baby You know, and I don't mean baby, like yeah I, but you get the idea um, saying that in a fun way <laughs> get involved, it'd be great so, uh, the other one was uh, Robin Sullivan I didn't hear from her like almost the whole season last year, I don't know what happened, I scared her away what the hell, I don't know I, I hope not, uh, Justin Day, how I hear from him off and on on Twitter from Rochester, love that guy classic, I, I believe he listens most of the time, Anthony from LA man, that's been a while too Whew, really like that guy too, uh, he used to call in a lot back in like 20 he, he, yeah, he goes back to like 9, 10 ish, quite a while ago, very cool, um haven't heard from him lately though, uh, Coleman's been always there, just God bless you man South Dakota, yep, God bless you Tony, um So, thank you guys so much again. I keep saying it. Oh, I better just back out before I keep repeating myself. Enjoy the week. Stay stay cool, and then eventually just go out and enjoy it as the week progresses. Enjoy that fourth preseason game. Uh, See see some people make jobs and uh, hope and pray that number 17 will still be wearing purple on Sundays. We'll find out by the next episode. That's for damn sure.